Welcome to the Random Ask Podcast. If you couldn't tell by the name, this is a podcast where we bring on random guests, we ask them random questions, we try and learn a little bit. We have local people that know what they're doing and are masters in their fields, and we try and just have a little fun while we're trying to get a little educated. I'm Taj Sander, a local realtor with Royal LePage Westman Realty. I meet a lot of cool people in real estate. I sell good houses, I buy good houses, let's get into it. Today on the podcast, I'm really excited to have Ron Wynn of Kamloops Good Dogs join us as we talk about puppies, dogs, how to manage them, and maybe even talk about my baby Huxley. Should we jump into it? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So how did you get interested in dog training? Um, I kind of fell into it almost like I went to school to be a power engineer Oh wow! and that job brought me to a like tiny little town in northern BC and like mid-20s town not really much to do like let's get a dog like I didn't grow up with them but always kind of around animals I had cats I like dogs so it's like what's the worst that could happen Um, so I get this puppy and I don't really know like pretty ignorant as far as raising a puppy and like that's okay we make our way through it Um, but like this town didn't have any trainers so it was all kind of like fumbling through YouTube videos and stuff like that and um, just end up with this dog with like we just had lots of problems she was genetically just nervous and when you get a nervous dog and they're a puppy there's things you can do to build them up and that and like we just didn't didn't know what to do, didn't know where to start. Um, So highly leash reactive, like biting people, not a really a good situation. Um, Like up there, it didn't matter so much because like you just take her out into the forest and run her and like, you don't don't have to deal with that many people. Exactly. So it was like, okay, like this is manageable, but like we moved back to the lower mainland and there it's it's busy. If you have a crazy dog, like you can't do anything. Um, so I ended up working with a few trainers there and like at that time I was all just like no I want to do this positively like if I can't train my dog positively like I don't want to do it really and so like fumbling through that and like putting in so much effort to try to train this dog positively and not getting any result like we weren't making any progress at all and like so it was like okay what else can I do? Um, started learning about like prong collars and e-collars, found a, like a balance trainer in Vancouver and she was able to help me get to a certain point with her. But like after working with her for quite a while, she pretty much told me like with you and your dog, like I've given you all I know to do for your situation. <laughs> so like, not sorry, but like that's all I have. So like at that time I was like, okay, like, Dog trainers are just people. It's not some, like, magic that they know. It's just a skill that you can learn. Anybody can learn it. Where, like, where can I go from here? Um, And I ended up just doing, like, a lot of self-study via YouTube, finding trainers that I liked that put out a lot of their stuff on YouTube and was able to get her to a pretty good spot with an e-collar just kind of on my own. And I thought that, like okay, like, if I can do this to this point on my own, like, what could I do with, like, a little bit of direction? And, like, who, what other owners 
have these crazy dogs that oh, yeah. are trying <laughs> these methods that aren't working, that aren't successful, that yeah. are frustrated. Like, can I help them now too? So like, that's kind of, kind of how I got into it to start. And now I'm like, I've been doing some like job shadows. I went and interned with some of these trainers that I found online. Just oh, okay. like, Hey, can I come, can I come volunteer at your training center for however long and that's kind of how i got like my experience yeah um and like now i just like want to help the people that were in my situation <laughs> it's hard when you're when you're looking on youtube to diy things especially i find like with dogs because like if you're gonna paint a wall that's one thing you can diy and be like okay this is simple the wall doesn't change and it's not reacting to what you're doing yeah. right and the wall doesn't have well, most walls don't have personalities and like, right? so exactly. it's it's super tough because i feel like there's so many variables uh, i did a similar thing with my dog where and when i got him and i was like okay this will be easy he's a puppy and it shouldn't be too hard to train him um my dog he's a bernese and a poodle mix okay nice <laughs> yeah so like Doodles. i thought i thought like okay fingers crossed i hope he's more like the bernese and he's yeah. chill um that is not the case <laughs> he is he's definitely more more poodle and he's like he's the biggest sweetheart and i did dog training um here in town before you were here mm -hmm. um and it was it was ridiculous because my dog is what the trainer said is like this dog is like marmaduke he said you can i could slap this dog and tell him like no don't do this and discipline him as much as i want but as soon as i look at him he's just gonna look at me and be happy yeah. and so he's like these dogs are i don't know from your experience but he's told me that these dogs are like the hardest to train okay um because it and the other thing too is i it's i can't really do positive reinforcement with treats because he's allergic to like oh, okay yeah, <laughs> to yeah. like um to pretty much everything so we have him on special food Fair and enough. like yeah so it's it's been an ordeal itself but like i went to the the trainer with just the ex, uh, expectation that like hey it, i'm gonna do like a three-week crazy course and mm -hmm. i just want him to be able to walk on leash without going haywire yeah and that's that's just it if you can help somebody with that like yeah you can change their life yeah <laughs> like... oh that definitely changed my life because i was dreading taking him for walks or like even taking him around people mm -hmm. but with what i was able to learn and it wasn't like to somebody else that doesn't really know dogs they're like oh you didn't really learn anything but he's has enough structure now that he knows that i'm kind of the alpha and he listens to me way more than he did before nice and that's just it like it's so easy to bring a puppy home and give it zero rules zero boundaries and it's learns that oh like i run this place yeah and then once they learn that it's hard to come back from or like how do you explain to a dog that okay it's okay to do this inside but now we're outside in the real world you need to listen to me it's like yeah. it doesn't it's, work that way it's super hard um another challenge i had too is like uh we live in a big family like yeah. my parents my brother everybody in one house and so they don't get what i was taught and they didn't go to the the dog training so i went to the dog training it's my dog but then they treat him another way and so like it's negating all of like not all of it, but like a lot of what we'd worked towards. Absolutely, <laughs> and, it's, and it's confusing for the dog too. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's this way with one person, and then the rest of the family, it's this way. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's weird because like 
after the dog training, he kind of just got to be like attached to me. Mm-hmm. And so he's just always, whenever I'm around, like I'm his go-to person now. But before he was just all over the place and didn't really care. Yeah. And now I think it's because I have that structure that he has a closer, closer relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you're, you've instilled in him that you're his leader. So yeah. he looks to you now, yeah. which is like what you want with your dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. So that's good. So you were living in the lower mainland. Yeah. And then how did you end up in Kamloops? Um, we were looking to, to buy a place yeah. more or less. And like, I didn't want to be in the lower mainland. Like we'd been in like tiny little town. I'd lived in the lower mainland and yeah. like Kamloops is such a nice medium, like yeah. happy medium between all that. And like, I've got lots of family in the lower mainland, so it's super close yeah. as far as like travel and visits. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know, Kamloops just jumped out at me that it's, it's not a real big destination, so like some places are like like their populations are a lot bigger in say the summertime versus the wintertime. Like I wanted something that was like steady, yeah, and you know had everything you need. Like, how are you liking it so far? I really like it here. How, how long ago did you move here? Um, about a year and a half or so. But then I spent last winter. I was in the states, like, um, doing my internship. So doing this is going to be weird, but I think I did the open house that you guys came to. Oh, okay. Because yeah, I'm on. I don't say yeah. it, but yeah, because we had pictures of, uh, it was during the winter and we had pictures of the garden and the yard during the summer on the kitchen, on the dining room table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like an unfinished basement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah That's okay. hilarious. Yeah, nice. I'm, I'm just thinking back now because I'm like, I, I was trying to think back when I've seen your Instagram stuff. And I'm like, I kind of recognize this house, but I'm like, oh, I probably just did a showing or something. And now I'm trying to think back, like the timelines, the timelines match up and I I think it's right. That's hilarious. So I've been in your house. (laughs) (laughs) How are you liking it? I really like it. It's a good house. Yeah. 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 We were like super lucky to find it. It has so much character. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. That's funny. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Jesus. (laughs) So where are you originally from? Um, I grew up in Richmond. Okay, yeah. so yeah, from the coast. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's like I don't know. I like I like it there, but I didn't want to like value of your dollar goes a lot farther here. That's, I think it's it's so crazy when when you're looking at houses, and I know uh, a lot of people, even myself included, when I was younger, I wanted to get out of Kamloops. I'm from like born and raised here, mm-hmm. and I wanted to get the hell out of Kamloops because I was like the city has so much to offer. And then like I'd go down weekends here and there, mm-hmm. and I would you know come back blow my paycheck (laughs) and then i realized like okay so it's gonna be super expensive to live down there and it's only gotten worse over time like we're talking about your average house like a house a normal house in kamloops is about 500 grand Mm -hmm. in vancouver i think you're probably closer to a million oh yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah easy and that's like not a nice house (laughs) no like you get like a townhouse maybe for that yeah like if you wanted like a newer place it'd be a townhouse for that yeah so it blows my mind that people there are still like still okay with that because they don't make they don't make much more money than we do in Kamloops. It's easy like if you're from Vancouver, it's yeah. easy to not really think that you could move outside of Vancouver. Like if mm. we ha- if I hadn't moved north or like moved outside, like we probably would have stayed because you just like don't really realize that it's crazy. There's other yeah. options or that it's cr- that it's crazy because yeah. yeah, it's just life. Like yeah. you don't yeah. get to see the difference. Yeah, we have tons of family 
on the coast right and they're all just kind of born into it and they think like that's great and they don't they come out here and they're just like what's out here and it's like okay yeah we don't have skyscrapers and stuff but like we have lots of other cool oh, things yeah, no, great stuff for dogs because they yeah. can do pretty much anything that they want like within 30 minutes of canvas there's so many different little adventures that yeah you can everything's so close and like sun peaks being like being able to leave my house yeah. and get up to sun peaks in 45 minutes is amazing unreal like, yeah do you ski or snowboard i snowboard yeah nice, nice. yeah it's, how long have you been doing that for um ooh, like i've skied since i was like pretty little yeah. um snowboarding since i was maybe like 13 or something like nice. that so like a while ooh. yeah i tried to learn a couple years ago and it it, it did not go well at first and it then has a sharp learning curve like it sucks yeah. while you're learning for sure i was like in the worst shape of my life too and so like i'm up there like dragging my ass up to the ski hill like getting winded oh, constantly no. it was brutal but now i got to get back up there i want to go back um and give it another whirl because yeah. it was super fun yeah do yeah. it yeah but that's one of the best things about sun peaks do you ever take your dogs up in the summer uh, a little bit, not as much, but yeah. definitely the options there. Yeah, if we want to take advantage for sure. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to get away. I find sometimes, and especially this summer. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So, what kind of dog training do you specialize in? I like, like, I specialize in e-collar training, and then I like to kind of look at the whole dog and the dog owner relationship and help owners um like build themselves up to be leaders with their dogs yeah it's like it's all well and good for me to train your dog and then your dog does well for me but yeah if they don't if it doesn't transfer to the owner then like what's the point yeah um so yeah every dog that comes through if they're over six months i'll put them on an e-collar and i just find them to be like wonderful communication tools yeah uh you can you know use it to whisper you can use it to shout without with like keeping your self as calm as possible you let the tools do the talking for you and like i just that's ideal yes yeah because then you're not losing your shit <laughs> like, <laughs> no exactly and that's just it like yeah. dogs aren't gonna follow somebody who's unreasonable yeah so if Absolutely. you can you know find a way that like to have something else do the talking for you and you can keep your calm and cool and just like give your yeah. commands well i think that's half the battle too is, is training the people because mm -hmm. the dogs i feel like are they're an easier equation to figure out than the person is absolutely and like that's where i'm at right now is like when i did my dog like my training like trainer training yeah. i worked with lots and lots of dogs and so now i'm on like the flip side trying to get more experience doing the sessions with owners so because like yeah like train a dog sure but train an owner that's a whole different yeah. whole different ball game yeah and again you're dealing with different personalities mm -hmm. different styles so you have to figure out who can work with what kind of exactly ideas and, and not methods. you know not every client not every person's on board with every type of training so figuring out like who's going to make a good client who's you know like if that's huge because you got to you got to interview dog trainers it's it's not like every trainer is the same and it's not like every trainer is going to work for every kind of person so do you find that you're getting a lot of people asking about your how you do things and what other people are compared to you or um i get a lot of let's see not really like so much a comparison yeah um more just like i'm getting a lot of puppies right now and like nice. puppies it's like it 
it doesn't matter. I'll take all the puppies. (laughs) But when it comes to um, like older dogs with behavior problems and stuff like that, that's when it's much like I have to be more careful about who I want to work with because like it's a lot of homework. It's a lot of lifestyle change with your dog. Like if you've manifested a big problem, like you need to change more than your dog needs to change. And if like there's a few things that I have in place even before, like I'll accept a client. Like if you, if you're not willing to do like a questionnaire or have a phone call or like meet in person, then like I, are you going to do your homework? Yeah. You got to question their commitment. To yeah, the exactly. Yeah. So like, then why know. do you want to put the time in if they're not going to put the time? Exactly. In? You can't care more than the owner does. No, definitely like, not. You're going to, you're not going to, you're going to get terrible Yelp reviews. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you do that. Yeah. You're going to get terrible reviews on Google. Um, but that's really good to know because you're actually caring about how everything turns out and it's not just about getting people in and running them through. No, exactly. Yeah. Like for me, I just like I don't want to I don't want people to struggle. Yeah. I like felt that I struggled with my dog for so long and like was like certain trainers made me feel really bad about it like I wasn't doing my homework and yeah. like I was, yeah. but the like the methods I was using wasn't working. Yeah. So like just I want to just help people that want the help that are ready for the help. Which is awesome because that's what I've felt through your social media. And I had a dog trainer and he did a good job Mm -hmm. and no, no bad things to say about him, but like you could tell it was a business and that was a little bit impersonal to me. Mm -hmm. And you know, if that's, that's good for him and he's doing well. But looking at yours, I was like, look, I can actually relate to this person. And I feel like I would feel really comfortable leaving my dog with you, knowing that you're there for the dog no matter what. Yeah. Right. And it's I think you're doing a really, really good job of that and portraying that. Thank you. Like, yeah. I'm trying to put out, like, as much as my personality as I can, because yeah. that's just it. Like, you want to trust the person with your dog, with, like, your family member. Right. Yeah. Like, Cause it's, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You have to trust the people that you're essentially leaving your family with right because you you don't want to just leave them somewhere where you don't know what's going on or like i don't know it's it's it can get kind of weird it's personal it's really personal and i didn't realize how how much a dog changes you like Mm -hmm. when i was growing up we had a dog jackie it was a black lab and it just stayed outside my parents were indian parents and so like they were like dogs or animals animals stay outside and you just like toss them some bones and food and stuff and like and as i got older hanging out with my white friends and seeing their dogs i was like these guys are allowed in the house and they're like they're so fun and they're funny and they can do all sorts of stuff and they're just they're kind of like they're awesome to have around right um it kind of boggled my mind because i was raised in one way thinking like okay they're not so much like a part of the family they're just kind of there as like a source of entertainment here and there and afterwards seeing how much different it is in in western culture and now even in india like it's it's way different there but that's not something that i had ever experienced until i got a dog truly and now i look at my dog and i'm like man i love this guy more than anything he's like my child yeah and yeah i like I'm a pretty easygoing person, but when somebody like criticizes my dog deep down, I'm just like, 
<laughs> Shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so funny, but um, it's a, it's a nice feeling to have. Oh right? yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And yeah. then like I don't know. Yeah. And so you have two dogs now. I got two. Yeah. And then what kind of dogs are they? Um, like Zoe, she's. My first dog, like the one. The problem one? The, the problem. Oh, okay. <laughs> the so problem the problem child. dog is still there. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. the inspiration, we should call her. <laughs> yeah, no, like seriously, if we hadn't got, if I hadn't had such a struggle with her, I, like I wouldn't be here. If I had gotten a golden retriever, like, you know, yeah. the, the easy dog, then like I probably wouldn't be here. So like I'm super happy that she's the dog I ended up with. Yeah. Um, But she's like a border collie like a mix of some sort yeah. like her mom looked like a lab um sh- like up where we got her from there there's no vet there's like a rotating vet every six weeks so there's oh, like wow. lots of lots of puppies so, so like it must have been like a really small place <laughs> yeah it was yeah. two thousand people oh okay wow. yeah like yeah. small town um I, yeah okay wow <laughs> smaller than i was imagining i was like okay small town's probably not that bad but yeah, oh, yeah. that's it's that's like a, yeah yeah um so like it we don't know there was just there was yeah. dogs everywhere yeah. um so she some sort of herding mix like you just watch her yeah. in a field and like she's definitely definitely <laughs> a herder and then um my younger dog philip he's eight months he's a border collie healer kelpie okay and he, we got him he's like northern alberta Alberta farm dog and he's a he's a cool guy i nice. like him a lot yeah so is there any like I've always heard people told me like if you're gonna get another dog, get get like the same sex as the dog that you have, right? Like like if you have a boy dog, get a boy, and if you have a girl, get a girl. Is there any truth to that, or is that just people being like telling um, me bullshit? <laughs> I like I've heard similar, but then I've also heard like get opposite. Really? Like I know that like if you have two female dogs, like they you can end up with like any dog you can end up with dog fights. Like okay. it it yeah, really just depends on the personality of your dogs and the leadership in your house. Uh-huh. Like if if a human hasn't instilled in the household that they're the leader, then there's more of a battle between dogs. But if you have strong human leadership, then it's easier for the dogs to kind of fall in line. Okay. If that like yeah, that okay, kind of makes you. sense. Yeah. Um, as because, far as yeah, then they're not trying to fight for dominance because they know like, hey, this guy's the boss. Let's just do what he says. Exactly. Yeah, okay. So like it, you know, I've I've known of you know male females that fight male males that fight female females that fight so uh, like it really it really depends what so you said golden retrievers are pretty easy to train oh what are other breeds that are pretty chill oh well like is, can you say it on average or is it uh, like, it's it is... really depends yeah like there's like more like bully breeds seem to be stubborn but yeah. like i I don't even know if it's like easier to train. It's just like they seem to have like on average like chiller personalities. Okay. It's I don't know. I don't like to say like this breed is difficult and this breed's not cuz there's always it really depends on the personality of the dog. Yeah. And how it was brought up like and and things like that. Like if you, you know, bring your puppy home and let it do whatever it wants, no matter what the breed is, it's going to like um, how can I say it? It's like, it's gonna get problems. Yeah, it's, it's gonna it's, develop problems. It, yeah, it's already learned that I can do whatever. So to come back from a problem is yeah. harder than if you were to avoid the problem altogether. So, the breed doesn't really matter. I if, don't think so. Okay. And, but then again, talk to five different 
trainers, you probably get five different answers to, yeah. you know, like I'm somebody that thinks that like all dogs are trainable. Yeah. They all have a limit. Like some dogs are, you're going to get way better. As I found out. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, yeah. you get a well-bred dog, you're yeah. going to be able to take it further than if you get a, you know, yeah. who knows dog. <laughs> We got what we thought was a well-bred dog, but he's he might be a little bit special. That's okay. They're all special. <laughs> he's so go- I got to tell you, he's so goofy. I love him for it. Like we we're doing um pack walks mm-hmm. and he wasn't paying attention. He got a little bit distracted because mm-hmm. that's in his nature. And so the the dog trainer came over and took him and um took him from me and walked away maybe about 15 feet and he's focusing on the dog trainer. And then um, the doctor was like, look, this is, he demonstrated to me what I needed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And so he turns around to hand me back the leash. And then my dog looks at me and I swear to God, he forgot that I was there. And he got so happy. He started doing like the zoom. <laughs> and he's like, oh man, you're back. And I'm like, man, I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> cool. You're here too. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. He's such a goofball, but he's so fun. Nice. So breeds aren't the issue it shouldn't be the issue but then what are some common behavioral problems that come up oh separation anxiety that's big eh? big huge yeah huge and it's all like it's all us not teaching our dogs how to be okay by themselves okay like separation anxiety is just like they're addicted to attention like uh, they're you know you get a puppy and you never let it be alone it follows you around it you know sleeps okay. in your bed like yeah. if you never teach your dog or your puppy how to just be okay without somebody constantly looking at it and touching it and all of that like yeah. that's where that comes from it's so easily avoidable but it's so common yeah because you spoil the puppy with love and attention oh. when he's young and he's so cute or she right yeah like, yeah no exactly yeah. and then like you know they start whining and you don't know how to stop it and it just kind of escalates from there like put it in the crate oh it's whining in the crate okay take it out of the crate it stops whining i'll just yeah. keep it out of the crate it's like things like that um, and then reactivity. Reactivity is huge. Just like leash aggression is another way yeah. to kind of call it. Just yeah. explodes at people or dogs while they're on leash. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Yeah. And those are, yeah, those would be tough because then it's going to be super hard to take your dog out or leave it at home, which are the two things that yeah, you have to do. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I think I'm guilty a little bit of the first one. Because when I first got my puppy, he had a lot of separation anxiety when I would leave. Like, he would sit by the door and howl. Right. <laughs> and and um, over time, he's kind of gotten used to it. And I didn't crate train him, which was a huge mistake. And I think that's a big mistake that a lot of people make, especially when they get their first dog. Mm-hmm. Um, but we kind of worked a little bit around creating like a safe space for him. Nice. Which is my bedroom. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, like whatever like, works for you and your dog and your family. Yeah. Is, like, so it, it works because when nice. I'm not home and he just wants to chill out, he'll just go in there, hop on the bed and just sit there and he can sit there for hours and he's chill. Nice. And so like that just kind of happened. So I'm super grateful for that. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> so he didn't really have to trade him for that. And then like as far as leash aggression, he... He gets super excited when he sees other dogs. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when we're going out, he'll lunge at dogs, but he's not aggressive. He just wants to play. Yeah. And then he never – I didn't socialize him enough when he was a puppy, so he never picked up on social cues. So he's always happy, and he doesn't always understand when other dogs get mad. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, 
under socializing can be a problem but then you also see like the opposite people can over socialize which doesn't really get talked about a lot but like if you have a puppy or a young dog and you hear that like oh let it meet dogs and people meet meet dogs and people so you go out a walk and you're meeting dogs and you're meeting people and you're meeting more dogs and then you get to a point where you're like okay like the dog is old enough like we don't need to socialize anymore but you've set your dog up now that every time you go for a walk you they're expecting to meet dogs and people yeah and now that they're not getting to it can cause frustration and re- and um excitement because they are expecting to meet all of these things and like people mean excitement and dogs mean excitement oh, because wow. we've like instilled in them yeah. that that's what they do so like it's 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 tough <laughs> yeah it's hard to find that balance yeah. and that's not even something that i would have known as the problem yeah no right? exactly like for me a well socialized dog is one that you can take anywhere and just like is neutral to the environment like i don't want a dog that like if i had a dog here i wouldn't want him to be you know like trying to get your attention or like other people's attention like i want my yeah. dog to be like only focused on me and yeah. when we take our dogs out and have them um like just meeting everybody yeah then you're really saying like oh yeah it's okay just like ignore me and pay attention to everybody else yeah which is not which is not not great but then like absolutely you need to socialize them and like have them meet maybe like people that are going to be in their lives or like yeah you know in certain situations meet people you don't want them to be scared of people but like it's a slippery slope yeah (laughs) oh man there's so much that you you got to kind of consider and i think that's crazy too is because a lot of people i know myself i was just like okay i want i wanted a bernese but i needed something that was hypoallergenic right so i started looking into different breeds and things and i was like okay why don't we get one that's like the best of both worlds and kind of go from there and that's how we ended up with our dog breed but i feel like a lot of people are just like oh let's get the cutest one and then go for it and then they spoil it when it's a puppy and that's like what you said when you get all of the behavioral problems yeah no like because dogs are like as soon as we take them home as soon as we pick them up like they're learning from us yeah and if all we're doing is giving them like the soft side of us they start to see us as weak and like okay i'm supposed to follow this this thing this thing's a mess like obviously (laughs) i'm in charge here (laughs) yeah and so like things can happen (laughs) yeah absolutely so puppy training is absolutely crucial and what is what would be like the first steps for training your puppy like what it what it like i know you said after six months you do the Mm e-collar but up until that point what are some key steps that you take oh yeah like um like crate training is huge like putting the puppy on like a crate potty play schedule is like i'll tell everybody um yeah like puppies need tons tons of sleep like if your puppy's under three months it's probably going to be in its crate like 18 hours a day and if it's getting like nippy and crazy it probably needs a nap so (laughs) like kids yeah (laughs) Yeah. exactly so they're getting cranky yeah yeah so like don't feel bad if your puppy's in the crate a lot it's learning a pretty valuable life skill like to be able to be quiet and sleeping and hanging out and not involved with everything yeah just to chill yeah is like a huge skill that lots of dogs don't have and if you start (laughs) it out right away that you know sometimes you hang out with us sometimes you hang out by yourself yeah is like it can be really powerful later in life yeah um learning to like advocate for 
like the puppy in like making sure that like other animals other like kids and stuff aren't always like bothering the puppy like bothering while it's eating things like that and then also like advocating for everybody else from the puppy like if the puppy's bullying other animals or you know like getting really hyper with kids it's just like kind of look at everybody and how you want them to like cohabitate together and like make sure that everyone's kind of on the same page uh, being advocated for. Yeah. If that like, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. So you have to make sure that the dog isn't only respecting you, but other animals, children, people, any, any sort of entity, because if, if you don't, nip that in the bud when it's young that can translate to larger issues as they grow older with maybe all kids or all other cats dogs whatever else have you exactly and then like keep go to the dollar store and get a cheap leash that you're not going to care that gets chewed up and like always have your puppy dragging a leash around and then when it's you know chasing the cat or stealing your stuff you have a way to directly control the dog oh yeah that's clever yeah otherwise you're just you know it's a game it turns yeah. into a game and like when you, yeah when they're playing they don't well they do learn but they're they but it's, it's harder like yeah. they like you need the puppy needs to learn when it's a game and when you're serious and when there's no way to like directly control the puppy yeah. like it's all a game <laughs> yeah, yeah especially when they're young yeah exactly yeah. so what can homeowners do to kind of puppy proof their houses um for when they do bring home when new they do pups? Bring, like get your crates set out yeah. like before you bring the puppy home yeah um it helps to like block off an area like if you want to for the first little while, I'd probably keep puppy off of the carpets and like maybe block off like the kitchen or somewhere where there's a type of floor that's easy to clean. Cause like puppies are gonna have like, you're gonna have accidents. Oh, yeah. No matter, like you could put like all of the control mechanisms in place and like you're still gonna have an accident. Yeah. Um, and then just like don't, like if you can't keep your eyes on, on the puppy, put, put it away. Yeah. Cause like, like in the crate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like not like in a closet. No. no <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, like if if you can't like keep like 100% attention on the puppy, then like put it yeah, put it put it in its crate for a little while so then you are protecting your house from it. Yeah. And like cuz you it's hard to say what a puppy's going to want to chew or get into. Like so many dogs end up at the vet because they've ingested something that we didn't see or yeah. whatever. So just uh. super diligent about keeping your eyes on your puppy yeah we've had to we'd have to like um kind of barricade our kitchen Mm -hmm. and our dog is super good because if you put like any kind of stick he knows through like us being like don't cross the stick like (laughs) giving him shit not to like go past the stick so he won't he won't jump over it or anything so we just take like maybe a broom or something and put it in like uh diagonally in like the doorway yeah and then he's just like okay i guess i can't cross this now or even like if we send him downstairs and put like a broom in the stairs, he knows like, okay, I'm not supposed to cross that now. Smart dog. <laughs> yeah, he's That's awesome. he's probably smarter than I am, but we just haven't trained him too much. <laughs> but he's he gets it, right? So he's yeah. super good. Um, but because of the allergies, he can't go into the kitchen because he's always looking. He'll sneak in and then he might take scraps. And he, we don't know exactly what causes right. the allergies. So, yeah, it's crazy because he, he'll eat 
Or we had like neighbors giving him treats, and then he'll get um, ear infections. Oh, poor guy. Le- ear infections and eye infections, yeah. like crazy. Oh no. Yeah. So it's been a little bit, a little bit tricky, but fun none- nonetheless. Yeah, it's hard with allergies. I think my younger ones got. We changed his food, and like right away, he like lost a tuft of fur and stuff. And I'm like, is it an allergy? Oh. Uh, it's got. I, yeah, it must be. If I think they're losing, fur. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. Well. It's. It sucks to my dog because you don't notice it because you can't see inside of his ears mm-hmm. until, like, he either starts, like, scratching at his ears lots or it starts to, like, stink. Oh. And then it's like, God damn it. <laughs> not, oh. not again. Be uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. Poor guy. Um, so he's gotten a little bit older. And I wonder often, like, for people that show their their homes and they're trying to sell their houses, what can they do? with their dogs if they're not able to get them out of the house i would like i would use a crate yeah honestly you're like protecting the people coming into your house from your dog yeah and then your dog from the people as yeah. well not like like anything is going to bad like bad's going to happen but like you not everybody know. yeah not everybody likes dogs you have no idea how your dog is gonna react to certain people yeah some like dogs and people just don't don't click yeah um like it's lots of people maybe don't like to use a crate but like i'm a huge advocate for them yeah um it can just you can just avoid so much by just have giving your dog its own its own space so like what that. i'm taking away from today a lot of what i'm taking <laughs> away is crate train your dog from a young age yes what do you do if like me mm-hmm. you haven't trained your dog to be used to the crate can you start training him at a later age? Absolutely. And he'll get used to it? Yeah. Okay. You just have to be consistent. That's okay. the thing about dogs is that they will they'll do what we ask as long as we're consistent about it. Mm-hmm. Like it just life gets confusing if you're inconsistent like Yeah. So That's consist- yeah. yeah. I found that too is consistency is huge and they got to have routines mm-hmm. and you got to stick to those routines. Absolutely. Cuz if you start disrupting those, then I feel like they're just like what the hell's going on? And they're just not happy. <laughs> they're yeah, creatures of habit. They yeah. like to they like structure. They like to be told like they like to be told what to do. Yeah. And like they like to know what's coming and what's yeah. expected of them. And if we're not consistent with them, then they don't know what's expected of them. They don't know what's coming next. And it yeah. just causes a lot of anxiety that doesn't need to be there. Mm. That's true. And that's like one of the things that I wanted to ask you about too is I know that we did like a light renovation at our house and we just did painting and it totally screwed up my dog. Like he was wondering what the hell's going on. Who are like the random people in the house? What's what are the new smells? Mm -hmm. And we had to block off a little bit of a portion of the house that we were painting. So it really stressed him out. And now it kind of got me wondering like, what do people with larger renos when they're doing like full kitchen renos or something, what can they do to make their dogs feel more calm and safe at home? What I would do, um, either like use like your laundry room or something, like find yeah. an area that your dog's comfortable in and leave them, like if you have a crate and you're using a crate, have them in their crates. Give them like a frozen Kong. Give them something that's engaging to occupy themselves. Yeah. Or like block off an area of the laundry room or something and like have the dog have that be their space and then tell your contractors or tell the people coming into your house just like hey leave my dog alone 
Yeah. Um, like if they're scared of people, it really helps if the people that it doesn't know just like completely ignore it. So they learn that like, oh, like they're not a threat yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Um, even if like the dogs are excited by people, like it, lots of con- like people coming to work in your house don't need to maybe necessarily don't want to deal with your dog. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I would like find an area that you can kind of just like separate them from the work and have something that you can engage your dog with there. Okay. If if that yeah. makes sense. But then what about with like loud noises and things like that? It's tough. Um, you can like, if you know you're going to be doing a renovation in a few months, you can start like conditioning your dog to loud noises and just like play weird noises or like bring out tools. And like, cause like all dog training is, is just like setting the dog up in scenarios and situations that it's going to run into throughout its daily life. So you can get them used to it and show them what you want them to do in those situations. Okay. So, you know, you're going to have people coming through your house with like weird tools, like, you know, making noises, have you and your family do maybe some of that yeah. before it the, starts. Okay. So it's like they're getting used to it a little bit, but it's coming from their family. So it's not quite such a big deal yet. Yeah. And then when people start coming through, like maybe they've heard these noises before and it was like, it was okay then the yeah. world didn't end then. So, so it's kind of like what I did with our vacuum. Like, our dog was terrified of the vacuum, didn't like the noise, didn't like being anywhere near it. If I started vacuuming, he would bolt downstairs and just hide in my bedroom. Mm -hmm. And I showed him the vacuum first and let it, like, sat it down on the ground, let him get around and smell it and do his thing. And then I slowly, like, brought it towards him, like, holding it, showing him, like, hey, you know what, chill out, man. Mm -hmm. And then turned it on so it had the noise. And then he was, like, a little bit scared. And then kind of moved it closer to him and let him know it's not a threat. And then um, now he likes uh, me actually, like, vacuuming his back. Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) He thinks when I grab the vacuum, (laughs) he thinks it's to to vacuum him, which is super funny um, because I'll be, like, doing vacuuming or something and then he'll hear it. And he'll like come running and be like, "Okay, it's my turn now." My and turn. It's like, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. but yeah, no, like it's exactly yeah. exactly the same thing. Yeah, um, just kind of you know a little bit at a time and like be consistent about it a little bit every day. Yeah. Start making those noises louder. Start making like the madness a bit yeah. more. Yeah, just okay. So you just kind of introduce it lightly and just keep going with it. Yeah, and not over overload the dog. Exactly. But yeah, that makes sense because then it's not going to be like, "Holy shit, there's new people and what the hell are all these noises?" And I'm just freaking out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay. I'm going to keep that one in mind because we, yeah, I'll have to keep that in mind. for some renovations <laughs> coming up? Possibly. <laughs> nice. Possibly. Uh, my brother's working on some stuff, and he, he wants to do some renovations, and I'm like, I don't want to. That but. or, like, if you have family home during the renovations, just, like, keep the dog on leash with somebody mm. so they just, like, they don't practice freaking out. Yeah. If yeah. You know, if like they're hanging out with their family and like always going with a family member, yeah. then they're less likely to get themselves into trouble. Okay. Yeah, true. Okay. That'll be good things to keep in mind. Yeah. Um so we covered a lot. I mean, we talked about the the crate training and a little bit about how to train your puppy, but do you have any recommendations for when people are getting puppies and bringing them home and like what are the most important things to kind of think about before you before you even get your puppy? Think about like 
I like to tell people not to think about it, the puppy as a puppy. Like yeah. think about it as a dog because yeah. you think about a puppy and like, oh, the puppy's so cute. And like, all you want to do is like give it love and affection. And if we only like, if we don't also give them structure and like kind of the harder side of ourselves, yeah. then um, it just, it, it makes things more challenging. Yeah. So like, instill yourself as a leader first yeah. and then it's easier to give the love and affection so okay. it's like you have to balance it out you can't you can't do both you can't be like bad cop good cop because then that'll confuse the dog exactly okay so yeah it's yeah. like you got to be kind of strict with it first and then give it love later yeah or like or, if well, you're gonna give it love yeah. also like if if it's doing something bad you also have to like teach it okay. that that's a bad thing yeah. like yeah sure give it love but don't let it get away with being a shithead in yeah. your house <laughs> yeah true they're just so cute when you first get them it's so hard to do exactly. that exactly like... and like handle them a lot yeah like calmly don't like freak out because like you not, want... <laughs> not just like manhandle them but like yeah get them but used to touching you exactly like yeah. get lots like get your family to just like handle them like they're yeah. scruff they're their paws yeah. in their ears like your groomer's gonna yeah. thank you your vet's gonna thank you it's yeah. like lots of lots of dogs lots of puppies they don't get if they don't get handled a yeah. lot then they think that like like why are you touching me yeah. <laughs> like later Absolutely. in life nice yeah okay that's pretty decent because yeah I, I know a lot of people have probably gotten puppies and i i just looked at the numbers throughout the last year or so <laughs> and like be prepared for it to whine because yeah. it's like, you know, it's it's a baby dog. It's gonna well, whine. You're gonna go through some sleepless nights. You're gonna you're gonna have accidents. Like I think you're gonna get a lot of calls from people with if and when um, the working from home shifts back to yeah. <laughs> working at work. Absolutely. And then that's when that separation anxiety um, is gonna kick in. Yeah, like practice the puppy being by itself, and yeah. it's just like leave the puppy alone, and yeah. it's in its crate for two, three hours at a time. Let it get used to not having constant feedback from a human. Because, yeah. yeah, like, if, you know, you got a puppy and you work from home and now you've got a one-year-old dog, you want to be able – you want to know that you can leave that dog in its crate yep. while you're at work for a few hours and it's going to be okay and it's not going to be, like, you know, freaking out and being a total <laughs> huge mess. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to have to go get a crate for my dog. <laughs> try it try. out. They might love it. Yeah. Like some like lots of dogs take really well to just like this is my room, this is my space. I don't have to think about anything else cuz like if you put a dog in a house, yeah. like they're going to like they a lot of them think like, "Oh, well like this is my house. I got to see what's going on." Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere, everywhere. But you put that dog in a crate and he's just like, "Okay, like uh, the space is so small. Like I'm yeah. Like, I'm cool in here. I don't have to worry about anything. I can see everything. Yeah. <laughs> everything I need to be worried about right now, it's all good. But in an entire house, he's going to be like, what the hell was that? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, that's kind of what I, like, the experience that I've had and what I see with people. That's awesome. And their dogs. Man, I learned a lot today. Nice. <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> for my next dog. I feel like I need another one to get my guy a little companion. Nice. But, um... Thank you so much for coming on. I might have to bring my pup over and see how how we can get him acting a little better. <laughs> would, yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you but, so much for having me. Awesome. awesome. It's been a pleasure.
Thanks for tuning in today. If you like what you heard, show me some love on social media. If you know of anyone that we should feature here on the podcast, hit me up. Or if you know anybody that's looking to buy or sell real estate, drop my name. Adios.